This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. It isn't surprising when someone experiencing a potential Parkinson's symptom like tremor gets referred to a neurologist. What is surprising for many patients is what happens next. I think the first thing is that patients really expect you to draw a blood test or something because that's what they're used to seeing in their other doctor's offices. There's blood test for everything. And the challenge is that there's no blood test and there's no imaging test that definitively can say a person has Parkinson's disease. Dr. Kathleen Shannon is both a leading Parkinson's researcher and a clinician who's been through those first patient visits many times. Like any skilled neurologist, she relies on her clinical expertise to make a diagnosis. So we use our skill and experience to narrow down the diagnostic possibilities, but they're really based on the signs and symptoms that the patient has. And to think that we've progressed to this stage of medical knowledge and not have a simple way to diagnose, I think, is a little bit hard for people to accept. Shannon says a good neurologist is right about 90% of the time. Not bad, but not certain. But a lack of total diagnostic certainty isn't the only problem. The real problem is time. The physical symptoms that lead to a Parkinson's diagnosis only become apparent after someone's dopamine supply is going fast. Some recent evidence suggests that by the time people have been diagnosed for five years, they've already lost all of their dopamine. And so that really tells us that we need to be able to find people earlier when there's still a lot of these very important population of brain cells, and there's still a lot of those to preserve. The good news is that there are now prospects to identify people much earlier in the disease course including more refined scanning devices that could pick up dopamine loss earlier on. So one thing that's gotten a lot of attention is neuroimaging. So are there scans or x-rays that can show us the characteristic changes earlier? And I think there's a lot of reason to think that that might be possible. Another scanning technique in development is designed to identify the protein alpha-synuclein that clumps up in the brain of anyone with Parkinson's. But there's a catch. Well, anyone with Parkinson's has that protein buildup. The reverse isn't always true. Not everyone who has the buildup gets Parkinson's. The trick is to figure out how you can differentiate between those people and pick the ones who really are on the road to developing a disease that's going to cause progressive disability. Clearly, finding a shortcut in the long road to diagnosis is not going to be easy. Don't you ever wish that you were, like, treating hypertension or something and could just slap a blood pressure cuff on people? Never. (laughs) (laughs) I love taking care of Parkinson's patients. (laughs) That's a really good analogy to use because blood pressure is a great biomarker. It tells you something that's important because if you control it, you can reduce bad outcomes. It's something measurable, something trackable, uh, and it's something easy to do. It's perfect. Parkinson's researchers are still a good ways away from finding their blood pressure cuff equivalent. But Shannon believes real progress is being made towards achieving that goal. Progress, she says, that depends on how we define the word we. We talk about the progress we make, but we don't make any progress at all if we don't have patients who are willing to put themselves on the line and participate in research studies, so participate in imaging studies and participate in these studies of drugs that we think might slow disease progression because that's really where the answer is. We're all responsible for finding the cure, the patients, the family members, the doctors, the scientists. And it's only with everyone kind of working in the same direction that we're going to get there.
For more information on how you can participate in Parkinson's disease research and to learn more about new diagnostic approaches, visit michaeljfox.org. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. Thank you.